Good morning, everyone. How's it going? Hope you're doing well this morning. It is Tuesday morning, and I am excited to continue this morning in the Pilgrim's Progress. So many times throughout my day, any, whatever I read that morning comes up, and it's it's so neat. And then on my way here, I always listen to... I listen to scripture on the way here, and so when I get into the Pilgrim's Progress, it's always interesting to see how the two will coincide, and it happens many times. But yesterday, uh, we didn't spend much time in the book, but uh, we just had this picture painted for us as they're walking through this time of encouragement, a time of uh, needful uh, encouragement. As we continue in the story, it says, So when they were supposed to go on, for they were not yet as at their journey's end, they ate and drank and departed. And we have this reference to Numbers uh, 21.4. And this is uh, when the Jews were going through the wilderness, the Israelites. And it says, And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much, was much discouraged because of the way. And this... The fact that the way can get discouraging is a real fact. And there's times when it's just like, man, is there any end to the to this, to this trial or whatever it is, this discouraging time that I'm going through. And I think it's 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 important for us to see that the way has always had an element to it that is discouraging. But there's also a time of rest that God desires for us. And so as we continue, he says, Now I beheld in my dream that they had not journeyed far, but the river and the way for a time departed, at which they were not a little sorry, yet they durst not go out of the way. Now the way from the river was rough, and their feet tender by reason of their travels. So the souls of the pilgrims were much discouraged because of the way. We see a direct reference there to that verse we just read in Numbers uh, 21. Wherefore, still as they went on, they wished for a better way. We have a note here from the author. He says, Pilgrims have their discouragements as well as their joys. They cannot help complaining as well as rejoicing. Yet, they take their way as they find it, sometimes rough and at others smooth. Though they may at times be sorry to part with their comforts and wish the way was smoother. So they did hear. Their wishes were answered, but mark the consequences. Lord, lead me in the way everlasting. Uh, I remember a song that makes a reference to that verse. Lead me in the way everlasting. And this way, this everlasting way, the straight and narrow way, isn't always smooth. It says, Now a little before them was on the left hand of the road a meadow, and a stile to go over it, over into it. And <clears throat> that mat, <clears throat> excuse me, and that, where were we? A meadow and a stile to go over into it, and that meadow is called Bypath Meadow. And we have a note here from the author. He says, Beware of this Bypath Meadow. It is on the left hand. Oh, how many are walking securely 
confidently and comfortably in it, while every step they take endangers their destruction. The transition into it is easy, for it lies to the right way. It lies close to the right way. Only you must go over a stile. That is, you must quit Christ's imputed righteousness and trust in your own inherent righteousness. And then are you in Bypath Meadow directly. This bypath metal, very interesting. He says, many people walk here comfortably. They begin the journey by faith. And yet, at this point, now that things are comfortable and things have been going well, they transition and quit the faith that they had in Christ, proving that their faith was feigned from the beginning. And then they trust in their own righteousness. Then said Christian to his fellow, If this meadow lieth along by our wayside, let us go over unto it. So now Christian's the one being tempted to go. Trust in his own righteousness. And he says, Then he went to the stile to see, and behold, a path lay along by the way on the other side of the fence. It is according to my wish, said Christian. Here's the easiest going. Come, good hopeful, and let us go over. Ah, says, we have a note from the author. He says, how easily are our eyes deceived? Our hearts mistaken. <coughs> our hearts mistaken and our feet perverted from the right way. Dear shepherd of Israel, thou knowest that to err is human. Keep us then from erring. Guide us continually. And when we do stray, O Lord, reclaim us. Amen. Amen. That is my prayer. And Hopeful says, But how if this but how if this path should lead us out of the way? That is not likely, said a Christian. Look, doth it not go along by the wayside? So Hopeful, being persuaded by his fellow, uh oh, went after him over the stile. When they were gone over and were gotten to the path, they found it very easy for their feet. And withal, they, looking before them, espied a man walking as they did, and his name was Vain Confidence. So they called after him and asked him whither that way led. He said, To the celestial gate. Look, said Christian, did I not tell you so? By this you may see we are right. So they followed and he went before them. But behold, the night came on. And it grew very dark, so that they were behind, so that they were behind, so that they that were behind lost sight of him that went before. He therefore that went before, vain confidence by name, not seeing the way before him, fell into a deep pit, which was on purpose there made by the prince of these of those grounds to catch vainglorious fools withal, and was dashed in pieces with his fall. There's a reference here being made to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 16. Isaiah, Isaiah 9, 16. So it looks like Christian and hopeful are following at least for a while, trusting in their own conf- trusting in themselves, putting confidence in themselves. And it says here in 
Isaiah 9, 16, For the leaders of this people cause them to err, and they are led of and they that are led of them are destroyed. There is a we have a note here, and he's put in another verse from Proverbs chapter fourteen and verse twelve. He says, "There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Vain confidence is this very way. Oh, how easily do professors get into it! Yea, real pilgrims would, if left to themselves." Take up with it, owing to that legality, pride, and self-righteousness which work in their fallen nature. See the end of it, and tremble, for it leads to darkness and ends in death. Lord, humble our proud hearts, and empty us of self-righteousness, pride, and vain confidence. Now Christian and his fellow heard him fall. So they called to know the matter, but there was no answer. Only they heard a groaning. Then said Hopeful, Where are we now? Then was his fellow silent, as mistrusting that he had led him out of the way. And now it, be- and now it began to rain, and thunder, and light, and lightning in a very dreadful manner. And the water arose amain. We have... We have your getting into Bypath Meadow and walking in vain confidence will surely bring on terrors, thunderings, and lightnings from Mount Sinai. (laughs) God will not be pleased. We have another note. He says, Here, see that as Christians are made helpful, so so also through prevailing corruptions, they are liable to prove hurtful to each other. But observe how grace works. It humbles, it makes the soul confess and be sorry for its misfortune. There is no reviling one another, but a tender sympathy and feeling concern for each other. Oh, the mighty power of that grace and truth which came by Jesus Christ. How does it cement souls in the fellowship of love? Amen. Amen. Then hopeful, hopeful groaned within himself, saying, Oh, that I had kept on my way. Who could have thought that this path should have led us out of the way, said Christian. Hopeful that I was afraid on at the very first, and therefore gave you that gentle caution. I would have spoken plainer, but thought that you're older than I. Christian said, Good brother, be not offended. I am sorry I have brought thee out of the way and that I have put thee into such imminent danger. Pray, my brother, forgive me, and I did not do it of an evil intent. We have a... No, no, that's that's that note we were reading. Be comforted, my brother, for I forgive thee, said Hopeful, and I believe, too, that this shall be for our good. Christian said, I am glad I have with me a merciful brother, but we must not stand here. Let us try to go back again. But good brother, let me go before, said Hopeful. No, said Christian, if you please let me go first, that if there be any danger, I may be first therein. Because by means we are but by my means we are both gone out of the way. No, said Hopeful, you shall not go first, for your mind, being troubled, may lead you out of the way again. Then, for their encouragement, they heard the voice of one say, Set thine heart 
towards the highway, even the way which thou wentest, turn again. We have a note here from the author. This is Christ. Christ's precious person. Christ's glorious work. Christ's finished salvation. He is the way, the only way, the highway of justification and holiness. But by this time, but by this time the waters were greatly risen, by reason of which the way of going back was very dangerous. Then I thought it was easier going out of the way when we are going when we are in than going in when we are out. Yet they had ventured to go back. But it was so dark and the flood was so high that in their going back they liked to have drowned nine or ten times. Neither could they with all the skill they had get again to the stile that night. Wherefore at last, lighting under a little shelter, they sat down there till daybreak. But being weary, they fell asleep. Now there was not far from this castle, not far from this, a castle called Downing Castle. The owner whereof was giant despair. And I'm going to go ahead and leave off there for now. Thank God for Christ and the fact that he calls to his children to turn again, come back to him. And may we prove to be truly his children by listening, by coming back to him. Uh, such a such an, a good encouragement as I see this morning is, you know, it's there was two people that went out of the way. There were two people in the way and one, his name was vain confidence and he continued to trust in his vain confidence. But God allowed that person to fall in such a way that hopeful and Christian, them being out of the way, they didn't get to see the exact assurance. They heard and and listened and listened to vain glorious, uh, a vain confidence fall. And as he loses, com- and and they see what happened to someone who trusts in themselves, and they stop. And they say, "This is enough. I don't want to go this way anymore." And now they have to deal with the consequences. But neither of them are looking at each other saying, Hey, I can't believe you did this to me. I don't know why. No, there's a, there's the work of grace in a man's heart that, again, at this point, shows itself to be truly there. Uh, it's it's possible to... Every one of these, way, every one of these parts of the journey uh, show... The work of grace in the heart of man, and it's so possible and it's so easy to to look at these, if you want to call them hiccups or trials or times in the journey, and say, "Oh, look, that person wasn't wasn't truly in the faith." But when we go through them, we have to ask ourselves, "Are we truly in the faith?" And then the the test, the test of that, to see are we, were we all along trust in our own faith, or is our faith truly in Christ? Is seeing that work of grace in our own life? Uh, it's not something we can fake. You know, we, we can fake it for everybody else, but the work of grace in our own heart and uh, towards our heart towards our fellow pilgrims, that part of things is is impossible to fake. Uh, and that's something that only 
God sees in our heart, and but He does. He sees those things. And when we say, no, I'm fine, or I'm okay, or I, this, this is how I feel. Well, make sure that God agrees with you because he, he, sees, the, he sees the heart. And there, I know there's times where I wonder, you know, where, it, where is my heart at? Well, then the, the thing to do is to go to the Word of God because the Word of God cuts, cuts through all of that. It cuts through your intentions. It cuts through your motives. It cuts through everything and shows you who you really are. And then the responsibility is to, as soon as the conscience, the Holy Spirit, another Christian, is used by God to show us that we're out of the way, as soon as we're made aware of that, to repent and to come back to Him and, and yield to the Spirit as He calls us back to Him. I'm so thankful for for Christ. I, I love the fact that uh, He shows up in this story. It's just a comforting voice in the background saying, turn your heart back to me, turn again, and I'm here. I just listened to, I think it was Amos, and that was the message there that uh, God gave us. Just come back to me, and, and I'll turn, I'll, I'll, I'll turn from the evil that I had planned for you. And uh, that's just the beauty of, of who God is. Um, he is a, he's a loving God, and He always reaches out with His kindness first. And uh, I, with children now, I, I see an opportunity to, to learn from my Heavenly Father. So anyways, with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish the uh, broadcast if you enjoyed that uh, i'd love to see a thumbs up or an amen or something like that in the chat if you're listening to this on the podcast thank you for listening and i uh, hope this is an encouragement i hope you all have a great day and uh, remember hard times come and we we need to show each other some grace and and be there for our friends when when they need us and make sure we point them in the right direction